Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 194 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube. And if you are listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening to How About That Cigar Live when you drive down the road, when you work out, whatever it is you do, when you listen to your favorite audio podcast. Thanks so much for making us a part of it. And here in the Corona Cigar Studios, it is a balmy 33 degrees outside. Ooh. Uh, it's been snowing almost continuous. Not really, but I just <laughs> I bitch about the snow. Um, you know what? There, there's always going to be more snow. Yeah, it's going to snow. Coming soon to a Minnesota <laughs> area new year it's it's gonna snow again wednesday it's gonna snow again most of the weekend so so when garrett comes home from dr he'll be coming home to snow you're welcome garrett wait um garrett's in the dr garrett's in the dr oh i know isn't that crazy oh we we might just talk about that in a little bit we might talk about wow (laughs) this is gonna be exciting um so sports wise the minute, there's been a lot going on uh, in the NHL because of trades and things like that. Uh, Minnesota Wild have made tons of moves. Um, a lot of Swedish guys. Uh, we brought on five new Swedes, which okay. I don't I don't mind so good, much. I mean, the Swedes are good at hockey. That's a right? very good very good thing. We yeah. brought on some good players. Um, the Wild have won eight out of their last ten, and two of those were shutouts. Okay. One of and one shutout for Flurry, one shutout for Gustafson. So our goaltenders are playing really well. Um, and uh, one of the big trades uh, was we we traded off Jordan Greenway to Buffalo, which I'm kind of sad to see Greenway go. But we got a third round. So in in exchange for him, we get a third round pick this year. We get a fourth round pick next year, and we free up three million dollars in salary space. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's and the and the Wild are playing exceptionally well right now at the right time. So I think you know, uh, optimism optimism is uh, uh, is rampant in my brain right now when it comes to hockey. I think the Wild are in a good place. We'll see how it goes. Uh, spring training is still going, uh, so the Twins appear to be doing pretty well. Uh, pitching appears to be pretty well. Some of our, uh, some of our pitchers have been, uh, throwing up in, in the mid to high 90 mile per hour range. So I'm very happy to see that. Um, football wise, there's not much going on. I mean, there's a few trades, uh, and a few you know, players released by the Vikings and the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still is in his darkness retreat or whatever. (laughs) Uh, So he still hasn't made a decision. I have no idea what's going to happen with that. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, so I think it is definitely time for us to get into our main segment of the evening. Okay. And our main segment brought to us by our friends at Drew Estate. And they are proud to announce the all new Acid Cigars Cuba Riety 3-Pack. 
specifically designed to both broaden the palate of acid cigar enthusiasts and expand awareness of the full Drew Estate portfolio of products. The Cuba Variety 3-Pack also presents on-the-go consumers with tremendous value. For the price of two Acid Cuba Cubas, purchasers receive three cigars in total with a free Undercrown Shade cigar included in the pack. The specially selected cigars inside the Cuba Variety 3-Packs are all Robustos and are packaged inside resealable fresh packs with Bovida humidification pouches to ensure that they remain fresh until they are enjoyed. With an MSRP of $21.90 per pack, the Acid Cuba Variety 3-Packs from Drew Estate will be available nationally beginning in late February, which was last week, so they're, they're available now. To all your retailers near you. <laughs> to all the retailers near you. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please put your hands together and welcome to episode 194 of How About That Cigar Live, coming to us from the Dominican Republic, from Adventura Cigars, Henderson Ventura, and you may recognize as well, Mr. Garrett Robinson. Gentlemen, welcome to How About That Cigar Live. How about that cigar, guys? How you guys doing? It sucks in Minnesota right now, but it's, <laughs> but it's okay. We 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 are living th through you uh, because we know it's beautiful and warm down there. So we appreciate the fact that at least some people that we know and care about can hang out in that beautiful warm weather and enjoy some fine cigars. So welcome. It's great to have you guys on. Can't complain, man. Can't complain. Uh, the weather is beautiful here. I'm here with my brother Garrett. You know, uh, more than happy to have this guy here at the DR. So. I hope that he has a great week here, man. He uh, he look old Cuban already, you know, like uh, <laughs> white bed, uh, you know, white hat, you know. Yeah, and I'm very surprised none of it got dirty after working all day and this big feast you just had. And <laughs> yeah, you're still still you're clean, still clean, still keep bro. it clean, bro. Yeah, and we're wearing white shoes also, like all oh, white. Oh, and look like. Well, the only way to the only way to truly get, you know, the only way to truly get get dirty is to actually the the only way to truly get dirty is to do some work. So I I know there's no, <laughs> yeah, I, I know there's no there's no risk of that. So yeah, I did not do any of that. But, uh, no, it it is absolutely beautiful here. It is yeah. incredible. The people are great. Um, I I can't say enough. It's amazing. I heard that he ate the whole pig already. Dude, I ate an entire pig cheek, and I'm not oh, mad. Nice. And it <laughs> nice. was skin was crunchy. Yeah, I was gonna say, please tell me it's got crispy skin. Ooh. That's 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 where the, all the goodness is right Dude, there. We had McDonald's for breakfast, which McDonald's. I, <laughs> what? <laughs> listen, what? listen. No, 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 I, no, 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 no. I, no. I protested. I protested it, but you know what? Dominican McDonald's breakfast kicks the shit out of American McDonald's breakfast. I had plantains. Really? Yeah. They have plantains for McDonald's breakfast. Their breakfast okay. burritos are three times the size of the U.S. breakfast burritos. Okay. Their hash browns are twice as thick as American hash browns. Why, I wasn't mad at all. Why are you keeping yeah. such a secret from us, Anderson? We've never heard of this McDonald's he speaks of. <laughs> I never have the American, uh, like a, a, a McDonald's breakfast here. Okay. You haven't had McDonald's breakfast no, here? No, no, I never. Do they have plantains with the onion on it? 
Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and Henderson sitting there like thinking a, to himself, there's like, like a nice spot that you will, will be looking for. Yeah, it's like there's a there's a hundred places I could bring you to with breakfast a thousand times better than fucking McDonald's. Hey, shout out to all my people from Mexico there. <laughs> uh, what's up? What's up, man? How you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and we actually, I was going to talk about this before we brought you guys on, but we, so I'm going to put us, put us on the solo layout. Yeah. And I, we have, so it's a work in progress here at the, how about that cigar live? So, so you'll see, we got a new camera uh, as our main camera here in the center. And uh, if you'll, if you'll pay close attention to your screen, Ooh. we have, we have a second camera. We will be adding a third and a fourth camera soon. Uh, but just want to let you guys know that we are always, we are always improving things here at How About That Cigar You. Uh, How About That Cigar For You. And this camp, this new camera, I'm so obsessed with this because it focuses like crazy. And, and I'm just obsessed with this new camera. So, so, uh, and I'm, if you guys are listening on the Auto Pack podcast, I'm sorry, you need to go on YouTube and watch. Uh, so that way you can see all the gloriousness of the cameras and the lenses and all the things. But wanted to share that uh, before we got too far down the road. Um, but also, before we get too far down the road, I finished my pregame cigar, and now it is time for me to light my main cigar uh, of the evening. I'm going to smoke uh, King's Gold uh, in this beautiful uh, Corona Gorda size, which is my favorite. Look at that focus! So I am going to be smoke. I'm going to be lighting this cigar uh, right now, and I'm going to do that on the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Toast Cam. You going to be lighting your cigar? It's important to paint. Be patient, pay close attention to detail, <laughs> and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka breathed those same qualities to ultra-premium cigars of Don Button Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for, from Sombra Mesa to Umbogad. Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. There we go. Oh, yeah. Switch us back there. Look at that smooth transition. I can't even take it. Anyway, uh, so, guys, Henderson, you guys are live in the DR. It is a beautiful night where you guys are. We're going to focus on the beautiful night that you guys have going with you. Uh, but I, I neglected to ask before we, uh, uh, you know, got into things. Uh, if you guys would, please, uh, Henderson, start with you. What are you smoking right now with us? Uh, if you can appreciate how look is good on the camera right here, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, uh, Aventura Barbarroja Invasion Corona. That was the last release we have last year. Um, actually, I'm smoking the first batch and the only batch that we make last year. I mean, the only batch that we released last year because the second batch that we did last year got burned down in the factory. So um, that's what it's smoking right now. It's smoking beautiful after some almost a year of age. Very nice. Uh, Garrett, what do you have fired up? So I have a uh, Conqueror. Yep. Um, that uh, this has got about a year on it. What, how much does this have on it? This one have uh, three months on it. Oh, just three months? Just three months. Wow. Smoking awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so uh, one of the things we definitely want to talk about, we, we talked about it a little bit uh, when we um, uh, 
uh, when we visited with, with you at the trade show, uh, Henderson, but uh, we definitely want to get kind of the broader story of, um, uh, you know, how you guys are focusing on rebuilding because, you know, uh, you know unfortunately, uh, there was a tragic fire and, um, you know, it's, it's something that um, you guys are working through to rebuild and to, uh, you know, come back bigger and better than ever. So uh, give us a little bit of an idea of... Um, you know, how things are going uh, with rebuilding and uh, where the process is at right now? Uh, the rebuilding is going well, man. Um, we've started like a two-month eagle to rebuild the, the factory. Uh, hopefully, the building is going to be done by July. Uh, we're looking forward to start the operation and the new factory by January next year. So... It's looking well. Uh, right now, we're making cigar out of the old factory that is called El Maestro Factory. Um, we we used to have two factory ones. The main ones that got burned down, and then the other one that was El Maestro that my dad was running cigar out of there just like a, by his personal stash and some little projects uh, there. So luckily, we have that second location that we were, we were be able you know to move on so we started to roll the cigars there like uh november last year um and everything's go well i mean um it's been tough time uh we've been readjust readjusting you know uh, all the operation um and we're gonna be doing the first shipment out of the this factory by next week we started to ship it the first aventura cigars so that's what's going on, man. It's just pushing hard, you know, getting thing, getting everything on place, uh, and moving on. You know, it's been yeah. some challenge time for me, but for me, it's like a, a new beginning. You know, it's it's just like starting everything from scratch. You know, and it feels good. You know, I've never been in a comfortable position in this business, so I'm used to you know to to the hustle, to the grind. You know, to yeah. Is a big push and building. Yeah, and that's good to hear that you've. I mean, you got a positive attitude about it, and um, you know, you also are. Uh, even though nobody wants to see anybody go through a tragedy like a major fire at their at their factory or their facility, but in a strange, uh, you know, sort of bittersweet way, you're in very good company. You know, because um, some of the biggest names in the in the whole world of premium cigars have seen tragedies like this, you know, in uh, throughout their uh, family history. The Fuentes have had fires. The Padrones have had fires. Uh, so many uh, have, have, you know, had this happen. And they've come back bigger and stronger afterwards. And it sounds like you've got the right, you've got the right mindset. You've got a good positive attitude. And uh, I, I just see big things and, uh, you know, believe that you guys have, have, uh, have the tools and the people you need to uh overcome and and come back stronger i appreciate it i mean uh that was my last wish you know to do that come back bigger and stronger uh i wish that this never happened you know but things happen in life uh for a reason so i mean my attitude is just like uh, man there's one thing that i know how to do in my life that is cigars and tobacco i have no other choice i have no other way to take uh and i will never take another way so i mean 
uh, every time that we pass through a difficult situation like this, it's just like, uh, it's very cliche, but this is how it is, you know, remember where you started, you know, and I'm started in this business for a reason, uh, and I never going to stop, man. Uh, like we're saying in Aventura, we're here to stay. So, yeah. Yeah, and at the trade show, it was interesting to talk to a couple other brands that um, are wearing your factory as well, and they they all have the same mentality, the same focus. So you can tell from you to the rest of the other brands that are in your uh, that were affected by the fire. It was really cool to talk to them and see that that flow um, all the way across to them, and and they're all in the same boat too, and and all all on board with building better and coming back even stronger too. So it pops yeah. up to you guys. Yeah, great point. Sometimes it's good to not have enough space in the factory. So we have like a multiple storage to storage the tobacco mm -hmm. because we could have fit like all the tobacco we have in one location. Because if we, it wasn't that the situation, we have a bigger factory and we have all the tobacco and everything in one place. It's going to be worse, you know? Yeah. So at least we able to, you know, can brought in cigar, we ate the tobacco and, you know, we we lost a big part of tobacco. I mean, all the wear and age stuff that I have, like over five years, six, seven years, eight years of age of the tobacco. That was like a small portion of tobacco that I was saving, you know, every year. It's just to have like a dose of special tobacco, like a for limited edition. And that's everything lost, you know. Uh, that's all the tobacco that I lost. Uh, but then everything else, like for the main production, it was like uh, storage in another warehouse. So we're good on that side. Uh, and I mean, Gary can tell, like, uh, smoking a conqueror with three months of age, you know, and tastes like uh, maybe a 10 years old cigar or something like that, you know. Um, and that's, I mean, this that's, is ready to smoke right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. What's up, Habibi? Habibi <laughs> in the house. Habibi in the house. We love Ronnie. Um, Can I one of the one of the other thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Garrett. No, I want to ask a question. So, with uh, the relationships and the the other projects that you had going on in the factory, were any of those jeopardized with the fire? And and if so, how did you kind of navigate that? I mean, is is very challenging because uh, we lost one point two million cigar on the eighty room. Uh, we have like a pending production to be done over 800,000 cigars. So it's like, uh, for us, it's like a recovering to make like a 2 million cigars, you know, <laughs> to catch the demand right there that we have. Uh, and, and right now after the pandemic, the cigar industry is so for like a, so boom kind of thing you know going on so um it's been like uh it's not just us that is making like a good amount of cigar it's every single factory they they have a big demand so we kind of suffering like a uh like a, a roller for a war you know oh. in, in the town so it's very hard to get like new rollers yeah and, uh, sometimes we trying to get rollers, we lose some rollers, then we gain more rollers, you know. So it's some inconsistency on the amount of people that we can have in the factory. Uh, I mean, but we make it work, you know. We 
we do the move that we need to do and and we are slowly going to be there the relationship that we have uh luckily is very they're very strong and they've been supporting our family big time so um i know we're going to suffer like a some loss and maybe some people that gonna feel like a con some kind of the separate you know to get cigar you know on time but it is what it is man like uh you cannot rush the process. You cannot rush a cigar. You know, it takes the time that I need to take. You know, and yeah. we we we're never gonna take like a shortcut. You know, to make things happen. You know, everything need time. Cigar need time. You know, and and it is what it is. You know. Yeah. Well, and another thing that I'm curious about is uh, because, like you said, you were fortunate that um, you did have some places outside of the the factory that burned you had some places outside of there where you had some tobacco in storage uh and but at the same time i'm sure you still needed to get your hands on some other tobaccos maybe sometimes you have to scramble a little bit to uh get the materials that you need to uh get the other factory up and running so you can start making cigars again and in when something like this happens did you was it sort of uh although it was uh very stressful i'm sure but did it give you the opportunity uh the good opportunity to build some new relationships maybe with some tobacco people so that you were able to get your hands on tobaccos that you needed for production or did you still get those from from old uh, sources that you had already had relationships with? I mean, uh, we've been in business for 17 years now, and um, we um, are very grateful that we have a great relationship with the uh, people that do business with, you know, the tobacco suppliers and everybody out there. One of the biggest loss that we have, it was that we all that Coderna wrapper. Right now, a Coderna wrapper is not like uh, a pain in the ass, you know, to get because, uh, is Ecuador tobacco is controlled by Dominicans pretty much like all the farmers there is controlled by Dominicans companies. So we got a good relationship here with the people. Uh, it wasn't a big deal. You know, the first, the, the first two months, you know, it was like a, a things of timing, you know, to everybody get ready, you know, and delivery that tobacco that we needed, you know, for the production. But thanks God we good on that side. Uh, we have everything we need. Uh, we also have like a big inventories in another warehouse. So it was good enough, you know, to keep running, you know, for the next year. And, and yeah, we're good on that side. I mean, we, we, for sure, we still looking for, you know, to, uh, get more tobacco recover a part in the inventory that we have with the wrapper, uh, you know, to do the right processing that we do in house and all that, but we there, you know, um, the quality is there. We have the tobacco, so we we good on that side. Let me say hello to a couple guys here. James Garcia from Black Luxury Cigar. That's my people. They're here in the Dominican Republic. I just have dinner with there in my house. Uh, we have an amazing day together. We do some. We went through some uh, blending seminar today, uh, sharing some uh, blending experience. How we work in the factory. Uh, uh, shout out to Chris Duquette from out of Hawaii. That's my boy, Jackin, out of Canada. What's up, all guys? Love it. Love it. So I have uh, kind of related to 
the relationships you have, you know, being in business uh, so long. Um, one of the things that I have loved seeing um, visiting Esteli, Nicaragua a couple times is the, you know, most of the cigar factories in, in the Esteli area are, are pretty close together. So there's a pretty close community of uh, people who own factories, people who, uh, you know, factory managers, uh, supervisors, that kind of thing, people who, who grow and, and, and source tobacco. Um, but I was, and I've only been to one cigar factory in Dominican Republic, and it was more of a tourist area than, than actual uh, dedicated full-time cigar production. And I'm curious about the area uh, uh, that you're in. Is it kind of the same uh, sense of family and community in, in the area where there, there are a lot of cigar people and uh, the, the community is very strong and there's, uh, th there's a good sense of people being there to lend a hand to, you know, you can reach out for help and know that you'll usually get somebody who will, you know, raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm, I'm here to help you. Is, how is the, the community of cigar people in that area? Man, it's big. I mean, we are in Santiago. Santiago is like at the capital, uh, tobacco for the war. I mean, I mean, we have the big, we, out of Santiago is like a, the biggest reputation of any kind of tobacco product in the whole world, like bigger than everybody else. Um, I mean, we grow a ton of tobacco here for exportation and local uh, production. And we, like my town, Daisamburil, is like, uh, is like a, the cigar town, you know. I, I, we're talking about over 80% of the population there live out of the tobacco. Uh, mostly manufacturing. Um, and then more in the west of Santiago is like a more like a tobacco grain, all the tobacco farm, you know, and processing and all that. So, I mean, it's very close. So everything is very connected. I mean, there is like a tobacco region for farming is like a 30 minutes away from uh, Tamboril, that is my town. And Tamboril is like, a, I would say 90% of the rollers come out of Tamboril in the whole country. They come from that town. So, I mean, everything is very connected, you know, everything is very close, you know, we have hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of factory in Tamboril, like uh, a lot of little factories and some big factory also. So, yeah, this is like uh, a yeah. star town right here. Yeah, that's um, and also from a from a farming perspective. Um, is something I I've seen at a few different places. And we talked a little bit to Jeff Borshowitz about this last week that, I mean, he grows tobacco in central Florida, so it's a little different, but um, you know, he talked about how the, uh, as far as the elevation goes and, uh, and things like that, it's very similar to um, tobacco growing regions in Dominican Republic. It, and, and the only real difference he said is that the soil uh, it has more sand in it. It's not, it's not so dense of a soil. Um, so with the, when it comes to growing tobacco in, in the areas around you in Dominican Republic, do you see a big difference from one farm to another with just the, the look and the texture of the soil or, or is, is everything in that area pretty much the same type of soil? It just depends on the seed varietal that gets planted. Uh, it's a similar kind of soil, uh, something that 
make some difference here is more like climate. We have a lot of microclimate here. I mean, more on the east side of Santiago is uh, is like more. It rains more. You know, uh, the climate is a little bit colder, and more in the west of Santiago is uh, more dry and 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 the temperature is even uh, like a 10 degrees hotter than in, in the than in the east. So that's what makes a big difference here, you know, um, is especially on the west of Santiago, we grow all the filler pretty much in the, for the whole country. And, and this is tobacco, you know, that, that offer you like a more strength, like a more oil, because the sun hit very hard into the farms. And so it's more oily, you know, the aroma, the flavor, the, the strength of the tobacco is a little bit higher in the West. And then the east side of Santiago is, uh, that is more cold and rainy. You get, we grow more binder, you know, like uh, more like a lower Dominicana tobacco and, and the tobacco could grow a little bit bigger. The only thing on the West, you have more access to river you know, that pass through all that area. And in the east, you don't have any access to rivers. So like um, in my farm that is more in the east of Santiago, in Villa Gonzalez, you get like a river that crosses like right in the middle of the farm. And mm-hmm. and we, I mean, we water the farm like a, we natural water, like a not processed water, like a, a straight to the, you know, to the farm. On the east, that is like a more around Tamboril area, and more east, that is like a San Vitor, that is the area that is like the main area for a lot of Dominicana tobacco. It's more like uh, if it rains, you get, you know, the water, the tobacco gets some water. If it doesn't rain, you know, the tobacco stays shorter. So it's, it's, uh, it's more like uh, in the east, it's more typical, more. Uh, um, it depends more on the natural resources, and then on the east is more controller. So even sometimes it's better on the on the west side because as doesn't rain that much in that area, but you have the river there, so you can apply as much water as you need to, into that tobacco, and you don't get like ah oh, we have two weeks that it's been raining the whole time, and then it's gonna change the quality of the tobacco that much. Um, so. So it's kind of interesting, you know, how is that different areas up to grow tobacco here in the Dominican Republic? I mean, yeah. uh, there is some difference on the on the soil, but uh, in Santiago, is not many difference in the soil. It's more about the uh, the microclimate that make the di- the big difference there. And I suppose rain can, you know, we always think if it's something that grows, rain is a good thing. But rain when it's too much, I've I've heard that it can. Uh, damage tobacco leaves. It can it can uh, tear tobacco leaves, or water spots can make discoloration or holes, things like that. Is that the case? No, no, no. Uh, I mean, water spot. You can you get that kind of problem, you know, like a water spot on the tobacco if it happens on the current process. Okay. So that's one of the most delicate process on the tobacco. That is the current process. I mean, for the look of the uh, tobacco, and also for the uh, physical and chemical chemistry, you know, uh, process of the tobacco. That's what is happening. If you have like uh, any too much humidity in the tobacco when it's in the current process, you know, uh, it can those those humidity can stick into the leaf, and you can 
and those sparkings stay green, you know, on the leaf. Uh, also, you can get like a kind of uh, damage in the leaf, you know, like a, some kind of how do you say like ongos, like like uh, like bacterials and stuff like that. Uh, Blemish. Yeah. Blemishes. So. Um, but that's more the current process. If you have like a, if the vein and the tobacco breaks when they hang in the tobacco, that could the physical and chemistry process and the ferment and the current process. So because everything is going through the vein of the tobacco, you know, and and all the nutrients and nicotine is staying in the main vein of the leaf. So if it, you have any damage on the leaf, that's you know can change the look the texture the flavor the the actual you know natural you know uh chemistry of the tobacco leaves so that's how it is okay, okay. i mean you get you get some kind of like a blue mold and stuff like that that if it's get affected on the cold on the cold season like more in january that is very dangerous or like for tobacco if you don't do the right treatment um you can get like a some white spot you know that stay on the leaf okay. so, so and i i heard that there was a there's kind of a bit of a drought right now where it hasn't rained for a while and it's no it's, it's very dry right now so right now is very difficult for the curve process more like a if we we uh, the curve process and the tobacco go from 45 from 45 days to 55 days then you take the the tobacco out of the uh, out of the barns, but if it's too dry, you just leave it there until oh. it's rain and get moisture again. Brittle? Yeah, it's got like a too too dry and can crack the tobacco yeah. and break the tobacco. So interesting. So one of the things that I I like to talk to people about, I don't think I've asked you this yet, Henderson, uh, and it's kind of about tobaccos from all over different places of the world because there are you know a, there's a lot available out there and are there is, is there a, a particular type of leaf that you've maybe somebody you know gives you some of and you and you or maybe you buy some or or you get your hands on some to try out it could be from peru or colombia or who knows where uh and and maybe a a a, a tobacco that just you, when you sample it it, it gives you an aroma and a flavor that that you maybe weren't expecting or or is better than you thought it would be um have you have you gotten your hands on some tobaccos like that in the past and uh you know use them in a project or said to yourself this is i'm going to set these aside and this is something i'm definitely going to be using someday uh where where a, a particular batch just really uh really gives you some some great flavor and aroma that that was uh kind of unexpected yeah, uh, actually, we did a cigar like that uh, last year. Mm. Uh, they call it the Chancellor. Uh, that was a tobacco that was a hybrid seed with Piloto Cubano and another, like, a three different veracity of tobacco, all hybrid. Um, and that was an experiment that will be, that, that will, like, a, we were trying with that tobacco here in the Dominican Republic for the last seven years. But three years ago, we took some seed and we grew that tobacco in Pennsylvania. And it was very interesting. I, I freak out about it because it gives you like a that kind of Cuban, Dominican flavor profile 
but way more intense and way more spicy. And it was like, a, that, 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 that tastes like a tobacco that is a blend already. With some Dominican cigars, something else that bring a lot of body, like something like a Pennsylvania double the head or something like that. Uh, and just the tobacco by itself tasted like that. And, and yeah, I tried different tobacco for all around the world. This is like a, my full-time job, you know, so just been trying different stuff, different tobacco, looking for something new, different flavor profile. I mean, I've been, I've been touching my, like a, one of the things, we have done many projects like that. We have like the Explorer, that is a hybrid tobacco, uh, hybrid Habana growing in Mexico. Um, we spent like, uh, we've been trying that tobacco over 10 years. And I, I will say six years ago, we decided to put that tobacco in a blend that was explored. Um, uh, I don't think that you uh, ever have any cigar with that wrapper. Um, uh, we also have, I have smoked some Q, uh, uh, Colombian tobacco, some African tobacco, some tobacco from Guatemala, Mm. Uh, um, some Brazilian tobacco that they're very unique or some Brazilian tobacco but grow in Ecuador uh, Palo de Oro uh, other um, Cuban seed growing in Peru uh, Costa Rica all around man we try everything for all around Yeah. Now, is, it, is the Chancellor going to make it back to production? Yeah, a Chancellor is going to be released uh, by default uh and this is, uh, I will say, one of the most unique cigars that we ever put out. Um, that cigar is not something that I, it is weird. That cigar, when I smoke that cigar, I feel like uh, this is something very unique and different. I like it. And sometimes I like it, I don't like it. But the thing that that I have two blends in my whole portfolio uh, that wasn't blend by myself. The Navigator was a blend uh, that my dad was the one that put his hand on, on the Aventura. And and then the Chancellor is a blend that was done by my brother. So it's more like a, my brother uh, style blending. And and it's like, uh, I know it's a great cigar. It's just, I feel it's not for me, but I still can enjoy the cigar. Yeah. It's not a cigar that I'm going to be like, a, yeah, uh, uh, I wish I could make a cigar like that. Like, uh, this is my kind of cigar, but it's a great cigar. I mean, and that's it's incredible. First of all, before a blender and before a manufacturer, I'm a cigar lover and I'm a cigar aficionado. So I I never close my brain, you know, to appreciate uh, different stuff that maybe is not my profile, but I can recognize that it's something very good. You know, is is that blend is super clean as Ronnie say right there, like very sophisticated. I will say one of the most sophisticated cigars we ever made. And and this is, is something that I think is gonna be uh is gonna be very unique in the market. I don't think there is no cigar in the market that can be that can taste close to this one right there. I think I think that's great. And it's so it's so cool to to hear you say that even with everything else going on with rebuilding and having to move production to, you know, to a different facility and all that, that you are still, uh, obviously you're focusing mostly on making sure that your core lines are, are up to production and available for 
for the the consumers out there that love your products, but also that you're constantly working on stuff behind the scenes uh, to uh, just and, and it's it's I know it's a fun part of the process for you. It's a part of the process that you really enjoy is creating new things and and looking for that next new uh, fun and exciting flavor profile and aroma profile. So. Uh, it's it's really good to hear that you're still working behind the scenes on new stuff, even with everything else going on. I'll tell you something, man. It's like I tell you, I, I never been like in a comfortable spot. And for me, uh, when something like that happened to me, it's like I feel like the whole universe is going against me. And I feel like great because I have like some competition like with myself or would I have to prove something to life. And I feel like uh, um, now is my time to, you know, this is... Like, yeah, I love that. I love the difficult. I love, like, uh, the downs. I love, like, uh, you know, the challenging, you know, part of life. That That's when... The struggle. That's, that's when real men, you know, come true and show their best, you know. And for yeah. me, it's like, uh, yeah, this happened. If you, someone thinks that they're going to send me down, you run, man. I'm going to come back. I'm going to do better. I'm going to, like, uh, no one can... I mean, this is me. I mean, that's my inner uh, thinking all the time, you know. And and <coughs> I mean, I started my my farm like uh, three years ago. Uh, two years ago, we took that like a full uh, crop, and and I'm like this happened, but then I'm tasting the tobacco for the farm. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm I get so excited. I get like uh, so motivated because I have tobacco. That gonna come out in a few years that I feel like uh, uh, we have no competition right now. Like uh, this is like uh, there's no tobacco that can taste like a more clean, more like uh, with that flavor as as the tobacco that we're growing right now is amazing. So it's keep me excited, you know. It's always everything that something bad happened in another hand, there's something <laughs> great that is happening. So. I mean, this is life. Nothing is complete in life when you feel that you're doing great. Mm-hmm. You know, always some bullshit happen, you know, and you just need to keep your head straight. I, and that's why it is, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, honestly, if we all had that attitude, yeah, world, I mean, the world would be a hell of a better place. It's like once the, once you become comfortable, it's like you got to get uncomfortable to keep moving forward. And that's yeah. when you, you yeah. know, overcome that adversity. So so good job there, Henderson. Yeah. No, thanks, man, man. And something also that keep me like that, man, I think I have uh, a lot of good people around me. I've been building a lot of good relationship of great people uh, that always call me, that always, you know, make sure that I'm right, you know. Um, I, I, I can tell you I have my down moment, you know, because um, I grew up in that factory that burned down. I spent more, more than half of my life trying to build that business. And... And... And yeah, there is some big feeling, you know, that that going through a lot of memories. Uh, there's a lot of effort that you feel that got wasted there. Uh, there's a lot of projects and a lot of things that we were doing great. Uh, we were putting our best, you know, into that, that you just feel like a vanish, you know, in one second. So yeah, like uh, when I feel like, a uh, wow, if this didn't happen, I will be here, you know, I will be that nice, that comfortable, that chill, uh, uh, or we could be doing that great. I feel like, wow, you know, I feel those down. But always when that happened, I have a friend that called me, you know, and say, like, bro, like, I'm, I'm here for you. Um, you're great. Like, let's do it. Like, um, they, I have a lot of good people, you know. 
um, I, I can't complain about that. And I think sometimes if you feel that you have everything, I mean, if you didn't have people, you ha you didn't have shit. One comment in the uh, chat, you got Chris. Oh, can you oh, talk yeah. about how the pirate theme came about? Yeah, this is a great that uh, it's a great story, but I I I, I love it. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not the right person to ask that question. Uh, this is something more about Marcel. Okay. Uh, but the, so the story we have in Tura is 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 more about how everything started with the cigar industry when the Europeans like one exploring. They navigate uh, and they land into the Caribbean island and and they conquer the land, you know, and and that's all the concept with the uh, with the Aventura. We have the Explorer, that is the first line. Then we have the Navigator, that is the second line that we release. Then we have the Conqueror. Uh, and then the, we have the, uh, the Royal Return. So the Roger Return is uh, is in a story. After you conquer the land, you bring back the goods to the to the European continent, and they bring back the, the goods like uh, the gold and uh, and tobacco and you know cacao and all that. They bring all that back to the Roger family in Europe. So that's why the Roger Return have two blends. One is called the Queen's Pearl. And another one is called the king's gold. One is a gift for the queen. Another one is a gift for the king. Uh, and the whole things, that's why I also make those two blends very special. Um, it's a gift to the queen and a gift to the king, you know. So you should be, you should make the best out of what you have for, for the royal family. And, and then the continuous story with that is the chancellor. The chancellor is the right hand for the king. And... And everything is connected. Then we close that chapter. That is the first chapter of Aventura. And then we have the second chapter. There is more like a mystic story about Aventura. And we have Barbarroja invasion. That is more pirate. And we have uh, La Girona. That is more folklore. And this is go out of the story of what is Aventura. Um, and it's a limited edition, so it's go out of the concept. But Baba Roja, and then it's follow up the story with different character, you know, with pirates and all that. So everything's connected, you know, with those trip, you know, back and forth between the old continent and the new continent. Love it, absolutely love it. Well, it's it's exciting to know that there's, uh, um, you know, that there's always stuff being worked on behind the scenes. Uh, also exciting to know that uh, the cigars that we have come to know and love, uh, we're, we're still going to be able to get our hands on those at our local brick and mortar retailers. And, you know, that's that's what matters to us as consumers is uh, is is consistency, knowing that we'll show up at our shop. Uh, the cigars we love are going to be on the shelf and that they're going to they're going to taste and smell the same way that they did before. Uh, and. We, uh, you know, hats off to you and, and uh, you know, cheers to you and your team for, for keeping up the good work. We really appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Something that I can tell you about that, the consistency, you know, uh, cigars um, is, a, is a product that depends a lot of different natural resources and also is made by hand, by humans. You know, it's not a machine making a cigar. Uh, I'm a warranty that the cigar is going to be the same, but it, it could be better now. Yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> it could be better, man. <laughs> or, or they're the, as same as good or, or better, man. That's what, what hey, that? hey, there's no, as long as you're not taking a step back, it's all good, man. It's all good. And uh, just calling back to our episode with the AI chatbot, what was really cool is the AI even said that uh, cigar curing and making isn't a science, it's an art which was yeah. cool for this AI to, to recognize and see that even with all the technology in the world, that there's an art form to working with tobacco, that it's not this exact science. Yeah. So, I mean, I will tell you the science with the tobacco is one thing is that human factor of how much passion and how much respect you have for tobacco to do the things right. There's not a lot of science behind the tobacco. There is, but not a lot. I mean, but the things that matter most in the tobacco is that ticker and the, and the respect that you pay to the tobacco to do the things in the right way. And that's what makes the difference, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how it is. I mean, yeah. tobacco, since the first day that you planned that, I mean, from the first day that you started to do the hermination uh, on the strays, and you put, uh, you replant the tobacco on the soil, and then, and uh, the dates, every day counts. After you plant those tobacco on the soil until you harvest the tobacco, and that, like, you never rest. Harvesting current process, then fermentation process. The only time that you get to rest with that tobacco is when you finish the fermentation, you put the tobacco on bell and you let it rest and age. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so, Garrett, I have a question for you. Uh, yeah. Is it time? Oh, I think it is time. Time for what? It is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. I'm Steve here from Smoking Cigars. It is that time of year again, the Great Smoke 2023 Mardi Gras Madness. Whether you're coming down live or going to be enjoying the event from the comfort of your own home, your ticket price includes this epic package. It's one of our greatest Great Smoke packages in the history of this event. Over $400 worth of product and great swag for the low cost of $165. Do not hesitate. Tickets are selling this year faster than ever. Go to www.thegreatsmoke.com and get your live general admission ticket, your virtual ticket if you're going to enjoy it from home, and tickets for either the dinner or the brunch. Epic time. We can't wait to see you all there. The Great Smoke 2023. Mardi Gras Madness. All right. Numero de los Muertos, episode 194. Garrett. What do you have for us this week? This week, I have, on average, every hour, two people die here. 
Oh, it's a place. Place, huh? Hmm. It's a place. All right. As always, viewers, if you guys have guesses, leave them in the comments. We'll play along with Henderson and try to guess. So on average, two people a day die at this place. Two people an hour. Two people an hour. That's much higher. That's, that sounds like a Dominican Republic, like a by accident. <laughs> Are you planning something there, Henderson? Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That sounds like Shut a Dominican up. Republic, no, like our uh, motorcycle accident. Is it really? What is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. The traffic here is the best, bro. Is that like is that is that like the Niagara Falls guess? Is that just about as bad as the? I think it's right, <laughs> right there. So day one, like going from the airport to the yeah. to the Airbnb, I was like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" <laughs> you thought you're gonna die. There's no lanes. There's there's motorcycles traveling the opposite direction <laughs> the women crazy people like three sometimes four people on a little motorcycle it it's it's insane like since i've been here i can't believe i haven't seen an accident yet but bro how do you drive here <laughs> <laughs> so here you cannot use the cell phone you have to be paying attention to every single corner, every single mirror. Like a, you need to, you need to think like a, for the guy that is going in front of you. Like, a, let me see which move this guy is gonna make. All right. So this is how we drive here. Like a, here is more stressful to drive for thirty minutes than in the state for a whole day. Hundred percent. I can drive easy eight hours in the state without getting stressed, and here like a, a thirty minutes of driving is get you like a more stressful than that. I've heard a, a, a horn of a car, it, it, it surpasses New York by an incredible amount. I've heard <laughs> horns honk here more than I've heard in my lifetime in Minnesota. Because um, they're just honking necessarily to say, get the hell out of my way. They're, they'll honk just to say, I'm here. Yeah. It, it's insane. It's constant. It's so Bro, two, two people every hour are killed in in is it specifically in that in that area in Santiago or is it no the this whole, is whole country the whole country whoa whoa because I was uh, my wife and I were over in the tourist area over in in uh, Punta Cana you know a few years ago and that's that's, that's not that's not Republica Dominicana yeah that that's Dominican yeah. Republic. Okay. So we call, you know, in the Spanish, the country is called the Republica Dominicana. And and we call Punta Cana, it's not Republica Dominicana, but it's the Dominican Republic. It's like a, another <laughs> okay. country. It's like a, it's yeah. like a the, tourist, the tourist area, you know, like yeah. uh, something different. It was, it was nothing but American and Russian tourists. It's crazy. It's amazing how many, mm. how many Russians are, are, have have like full-time vacation homes in Punta Cana. There it's 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 just Canadians, Americans and Russians just sitting on the beach acting like idiots basically. <laughs> yeah, so um 
my first car ride here, I was like, I need to look this up because this is going to be the numero de los muertos. I know people die <laughs> a lot on these roads. Two every hour. That's bonkers. Two an hour is the average. Yikes. So basically stay off the roads if you're if you're able to. So but mostly at least like a 70% is motorcycle. I would I okay. would agree. from yeah. what I've seen. It's just is it I, is it a law to wear that you have to wear a helmet on a motorcycle? No. Well, the thing is, is we don't have much law here. Like uh, there is a law, but there isn't like a, you don't need to follow the law. They serve beer through the drive-through at McDonald's. Yeah, they do. <laughs> did you get one with your uh, little breakfast there? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. Beer at the drive-through. That's uh, okay. Okay. That's so. Is it? Is it not? Illegal to drink and drive here. Only if you uh, is is yeah. that illegal? <laughs> but if the police stop me, I just hand you my beer. Like hold the beer. Hold my beer. Say the cop. Hold my beer. Oh boy, it's more it's more of a suggestion than than a than an actual law. It's just a suggestion. Oh, man. So that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right, let's jump into the lightning round brought to us by J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American. J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Rolo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. Calm. All right. So we have some fresh lightning round questions for Henderson since he's been on the show before. And I know he's gotten some of these older ones before. We got some new ones. Uh, so let's go with this first one. Uh, so Henderson, if you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, uh, and you can't say cigars, money, or time. But if there's any other thing you could have an unlimited supply of for the rest of your life, what would it be? Woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All it like it is. No, no hesitation. Women. No hesitate, just boom. <laughs> that's a, that's a, if you had a microphone, this would be a mic drop moment right now. That's, wow. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. All right. So, so Henderson, if you were suddenly a billionaire, what would be the first thing that you would spend, this first unnecessary fun thing that you would spend some money on with your billion dollars? I'll disappear for a year of vacation. 
Just traveling all around the world. Ronnie says women again. <laughs> <laughs> he said, also says your wife's going to stab you. <laughs> I just don't, don't want to be too obvious, Ronnie. <laughs> so you would disappear for a year and just travel around the world? Yeah. I like that. Like just to figure out how, what, what it's going to do with the leftover money, you know, on that year. I like I that. Like that yeah. is that is awesome. Now you just give me some time to breathe, you know, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And refresh. All right. So, uh, Garrett, you know which question is next. So I please do. proceed. All right, Henderson. The zombies are coming. You get three draft picks from the cigar industry to be on your uh, zombie apocalypse survival team. Who do you choose? Two ones that I, if you're someone, if it, so if you get it, to pick three people from the cigar industry, I will pick like two guys that probably if the come the zombies coming like uh, on top of me, I can throw this guy in the middle and get killed. <laughs> There's at least one of those, yeah. So who yeah. do you pick? I would pick Ronnie. <laughs> like I, I'm running out so of. So we can talk him to Like I'm running out of bullet. Give me your gun. Who is the next one? Um, who has guns? Huh? Guns. Think of guns. Who's got a lot of guns? Who have a lot of guns? Uh, someone out of Texas, I will say. Mm -hmm. Who's out of Texas? You got Skip Martin. Do you think that he have a lot of guns? Oh, my gosh. The man's got a lot of guns. Yeah, I can throw this guy to the zombie also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if I could have been the last survivor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's one. Just funny. It's funny. Like, not no, it's all good. I know those people. Oh, no. Trust me. They have thick skin. And yeah. It's just because you mentioned, you know, out of Texas, I have a lot of guns. So, so one more. One more person. It's three people. Oh, was that three? Oh, two. That was. No, you get three people. You get, right, one. I, I yeah, get, you get one, you get one, one more. more. One more. Uh, one more. Um, who else? Do you know anybody with a plane or a helicopter or a private island? Or I, the, the only guy that I see flying all around, Chris Aroa, maybe. You know, yeah, we, we hear his name a lot. Good guess. Yeah. That's the only guy that I see flying all around. Oh, Hernando, Hernando from uh, Cowell Cigar. Does he? Yeah, he, he that's a guy. Hernando? Hernando, that's Robert Parter. All right. Nice. That's a good team. That's a good team right there. All right, let's jump into this week's Notable Smokable, brought to us by Luciano Cigars. Notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. Uh, so each week we name a cigar that was notable that we smoked recently. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we smoked for the first time in a long time. 
or it could be a cigar that's brand new to the market that we smoke for the first time ever. Uh, Henderson, you're obviously smoking almost all your own stuff, but do you get a chance every once in a while to uh, smoke something from a different brand? And if so, did you smoke something recently that stood out to you? Actually, do you know that I got a chance to meet Luciano uh, at the TPE uh, last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he gave me to try one of his cigars. I was very impressed. It was pretty good. Nice. Do you remember which one it was? Uh, not really. Okay. That's all right. Not really. I That's can't right. remember. I, I smoked the cigar during the trade show. So, uh, okay. Yeah, it's hard to remember during the trade show. Everything moves so fast. Uh, I'm guessing. Yeah, like yeah. Like, foreign affair, maybe. Or, might have been the foreign affair one, yeah. or the new. Yeah, and, and you know, manufacturer, we do that kind of stuff that, that we took the labels out of the cigar, put it in the pack, and then just yeah. smoked the cigar. It was good, but I never remember what was the label. Yeah. 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 Uh, Garrett, did you have a notable this week? I did. Um, I smoked the apostate initiatory. Um, oh, is that that new candela? No. Okay, which, which one is that? Um, it, it's uh, the apostate number one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Know, um, in Toro. And I know that I'd smoked it before, but, you know, I, um, I, bro, it was fantastic. Yeah. Great cigar. Yeah, good blends coming from those guys, definitely. Uh, Justin, notable smokable this week. Um, I actually went back to, uh, the Luciano Dreamer in a short Lancero version. Uh, it's like a Scar Club exclusive size or something like that. But uh, that one was actually really good yesterday. So the Dreamer, yeah, the Dreamer, yeah, yeah, yeah I love that one. Uh, my notable this week, I, I uh, kind of went back to one of my budget favorites, um, the the Foundation Charter Oak, uh, Connecticut yeah. uh, from Nick Melillo. You know, it's a good low price point, good smoking. Uh, you know, mild Connecticut shade cigar and uh, smoked it uh, this morning, actually. First first cigar of the morning uh, with my extremely strong coffee. Uh, so nice way to start the day this morning. Uh, so that was this week's Notable Smokables brought to you by Luciano Cigars. Improving lives through fine cigars. Visit LucianoCigars.com to learn more. Uh, so, coming attractions. We are working on... Oh, what do I have? Oh, yeah. Coming attractions. Thank you. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Brought to us by AJ Fernandez. AJ now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The AJ Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dios de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. Uh, so, we are working on some shows for the coming weeks. I have somebody almost confirmed for next week but either way we are going to have a show next week and in the coming weeks uh working on getting all that stuff scheduled but i do want to in in lieu of letting you guys know who's going to be on the show next week and the weeks following i do want to let you guys know to continue and go back we have some wonderful interviews and coverage from the tpe trade show last week so make sure to go back on our youtube channel and go back on our facebook page so you guys can see the interviews that we did at the TPE trade show with so many of our favorite people in the cigar industry. Uh, so Henderson Garrett, thank you so much, gentlemen, for being on the show this evening. Um, 
and it's been a blast as always. We we love learning from you, Henderson, about tobacco, and uh, you you really teach us a lot, and we definitely appreciate that as as the cigar nerds that we are to learn as much as we can. Uh, if you would uh, give our viewers and listeners an idea, where is the best place for them to find everything out about Adventura Cigars online? Best place, Sacrado, Black Luxury. Uh, you have a smoking there. Uh, also, we just got into uh, Corona Cigar that you mentioned there also. Uh, so take a look. Um, Sacrado have like a, the biggest... Uh, uh, I will say portfolio of Aventura cigars. One of the, the first guys to support Aventura in the country. He had some, also all the all the new stuff uh, and and the whole line. So I know like a King's Goal right now is one of the hard to get for Aventura. Uh, Ronnie just got a big stock of that. So take a look. Uh, Black Luxury, Smoking have the good. Um, uh, and some stuff that Ronnie also steal from me all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, was the funniest things I went to do a, an event with Ronnie the other day. So I had some stuff in the warehouse. I also Nicole that ran their operation to stay like a send me a couple bundle, uh, up to a Ronnie shop. So I take it back to Dominican Republic. So I have like a, some pre fire cigars with me. So Ronnie still did he steal them? No, when I got there, he that was a deal. He was giving my cigar with <laughs> So I love uh, it. It's not about what you know, it's about who you know. That's <laughs> and if so, uh and Henderson, if people want to find you guys on social media, uh where do they go? Uh Instagram, Adventura Cigars, uh Facebook, Adventura Cigars. Um, that's what we have. Guys, really appreciate the time with you guys. Always appreciate the opportunity, you know, to be in your show. Uh, uh, I feel very thankful with all the guys. Gary, thank you very much for the invitation. And all of you guys are, uh, I'm looking forward to see you guys in the Dominican Republic one day all together, you know, so we can have some experience of what we do here in the Dominican Republic. Show around so you guys understand better what, what this happened to about, you know, so... Uh, like we also say, we're here to stay. We're coming back this strong. Uh, thank you very much. Keep you guys supporting Aventura. Uh, we're in a small company, uh, but we have a lot of good things that are coming this year. So uh, looking for, uh, I'm gonna be in the, I'm gonna be in the state traveling back and forth again. You know, that was something that I was missing a lot. You know, to be in touch with the people that support Aventura. So. Also, I'm gonna be at the Gray Smoke uh, in a couple of weeks, so I don't know if you guys are gonna be covering there. Uh, but uh, this is what's going on. We nice. have Aventura for a long time, and okay. I got to give the people what they want. Oh um, yeah, oh, we, we don't mean, we don't have we, to we, talk about Ronnie this. brought it up, so I mean it must be important, right? The flower. The Matt Thai flower slash. I, I sharpened the plan around here already. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> Look for updates on social media. Follow me at Robinson underscore Garrett on Instagram or on Facebook, Garrett Robinson. Um, we will be doing updates on Matt Thai, the tobacco plant, 
and it's going to be a fun, fun ride. Yeah, look at look how good the focus is on that new camera. <laughs> that great that focus is so good. Oh man. On that new camera. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I couldn't I resist. Yeah, it. we'll we'll yeah, you should start an in- Instagram account for for that plan. <laughs> That's yes. Yeah. I. Why did I just say that? I. I <laughs> oh man. You just I don't know what. I don't know if you're gonna be alive out of the Dominican Republic. I don't think so. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for watching and listening. For our viewers, guys. Thank you so much. We really appreciate when you join us in the comments. Uh, it wouldn't be the same without you. You are the best part of How About That Cigar Live, and we really do appreciate it. If you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, you are also the best part of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so so much for listening on your favorite audio podcast platform. If you guys have questions for us, you can email us on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Make sure to follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars. Not bridges. See you guys. Peace. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium cigars.